Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. When I started Newsy's Nook, I wanted to create a safe space to talk about topics not a lot of people were talking about. A couple months ago, Dash the Pony reached out to me and wanted to come on the show and talk about being ABDL and having Asperger's. What I learned from them is Asperger's syndrome is a developmental disorder and is part of the autism spectrum disorder. In fact, ASD for short is the name used for a wide range of autism-like disorders. Symptoms of Asperger's syndrome include difficulty with social interactions like not understanding emotions, or speech that sounds unusual such as flat, high-pitched, quiet, loud, or robotic. Some strengths of having Asperger's includes having remarkable focus and persistence, recognizing patterns, and attention to detail. Some challenges can include hypersensitivity to light, sound, and taste, uncoordinated movements, anxiety, and depression. The cause of Asperger's syndrome is unknown, but as I learned from Dash, that has not stopped them from going out and being ABDL and going to events. For more on being ABDL and living with Asperger's, here is Dash the Pony. Does does Asperger's help or hinder you being ABDL? Um, both. It helps and hinder? I think it does both. What do you mean? Um... I think it helps to, because part of my problem, (laughs) of like a multitude of problems with being ABDL and, and, uh, and having Asperger's, I think I can, I can get being for the, I think I can get more into the headspace a lot faster than other people. Like, Mm -hmm. just because a lot of the time, a lot of my emotional things they're going through the day is that that's affects that affects me a lot more than other people it drains me quicker so i can get into a little like a different headspace very but much more quickly than i think other people i think it hinders my ability that i can't uh, like I, I i have a harder time meeting people in the little community that like that's the biggest hindrance i think is that it, that's when it hinders it is the social aspect and you know, social situations with uh, meeting people um, is the big thing that hinders having Asperger's. Right. In the research you gave me, it says that people with Asperger's have a harder time in social in social situations. But you said that you attend the Toronto Little Clubhouse Munch. What is that like going to that event? with Asperger's is it is it easier or is it harder I think it's harder like it's definitely much more harder yeah and I I don't know what you call me like I don't know if you're an if I'm like a member or if an attendee I don't really what you call me like I've never asked um but when I go so I just got back um on this past 
Saturday week I, weekend I was spending in Toronto. And yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's interesting when I go there because I've met people, so I've told people about it. Um, I think in every situation, not everybody understands it or wants to accept it and vice versa. But I think it comes down to people willing to accept it or not. But um, it definitely is an issue for me because I'm forcing myself to go into a social situation where like, I don't know the people and I don't know the like the process. So the first munch was really a, a big deal for me. I went, I started going in October of last year. So it was a big, big deal to get in there and meet people. We, and we did, I, I take my boyfriend goes with me. So it's, at least I have someone that I know. Oh, that's nice. Um, I've met a lot of people. So I've met a guy named Tug a couple weeks, couple, couple, not weeks, I guess a couple, whatever the last munch was. Um, so we've gone to, we've met up twice at the munch. So it's good to know, I find it, like I like going because there's repeatable people that go. So I guess by saying that, I mean, there's people that are there every munch. So mm-hmm. I might not know them, but they're familiar faces, which I think definitely helps in me With the being social more interaction. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's at least people that I know and that I can go to, um, to kind of sit down and talk to them if I don't know what to do. Do you tell people you have Asperger's when you, when yeah, you meet I, them? Yeah, I generally try to, like, at these munch meetings, like, I, I try in some way or another, let them know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think part of that is just to educate people within our community when I'm at the munch. Because it's some of the things I say or do might not be conventional to, you know, what people expect at a munch. Mm-hmm. So I want to give them, you know, the like, the heads up that, like, this isn't, like, I don't mean to say things like that. Or, like, if I say something out of context or something uh, that I don't, like, it's, this is, like, I'm not an idiot or I'm not, like, I'm, that I'm right. just, just. You're being who you I, are. I, this is who I am. Like, um, so Does for the it... most part, it's been helpful. Nice. Does it build your confidence each time you go? Yeah, it does. It does definitely build my confidence each time I go. Um I think that's a big part of it is from what Cookie and everybody who's done to organize it, that it's helped. Um, And it helps that we meet at the same place every month. Um, So it's not we're like bar hopping around Toronto. We're at the same place. Um, But it is definitely, it's a place that I can, you know, kind of navigate uh, and learn um mm-hmm. better um at that munch instead of just going to any other social event right it's familiar so you're able it's not so much of a sensory overload every time yeah you go, and that's, probably. Part of the, that's part of the problem that i have a sensory overload um issues but it helps that way yeah it definitely it it can help um in a lot of ways what do you what do you wish people would know or understand um if they meet someone with asperger's i think number number one is you just need to be patient with people i think a lot of people like uh i think a lot of people just don't they don't know what to do and i think they're also afraid to ask and it's 
like I don't have a problem with people asking me um, what like just asking questions I think people a lot of people are like afraid they're like oh I feel like I'm gonna like embarrass myself or I'm gonna ask the most inappropriate question um, but I think it's better to ask like it's better to ask questions like than to be arrogant about it and just kind of pretend that oh I don't want to talk to them anymore because they have like Asperger's or autism in in that and I guess so some, I, some of the famous people that have in the recent times have come out was Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live I guess it was last year but I guess the two year, last two years um, mm -hmm. and he came on and said I'm the I'm the first person hosting Saturday Night Live with Asperger's so I think what I want people to know about is that there are people like we're all like we're all different but like you can be like Elon Musk or I know they say Albert Einstein had it too um I don't know how they can definitively say but I think they've done it through looking at the ways he did things in life and they've come to the conclusion that he had it um but I think people just need to I think ask questions if they're not sure like don't be ignorant about it like ask the person I think is the big thing and I'm guessing have like an understanding right like you know you might do something that might seem unconventional but it's like yeah you know, this is just who I am and if you could just be like a little more understanding you know yeah I we think can all get along that's a definitely a big thing like it's it's even like and that's a big thing I struggle with my family um a lot of the problem like that and I guess that ties into my family but yeah it it, it just being willingness to have an open mind when somebody tells you this and I guess the the munches are not always the most conducive place to tell people because it's noisy and it's busy mm -hmm. but I think everybody also shared it like has different processing times and how well they feel comfortable even trying to figure it out like people have their own problems um but I, I want to make them aware so that, you know, if I do something that makes them uncomfortable, that maybe they have, a, you know, not a forewarning, but like a better understanding that maybe I don't actually mean what I've done. Do, does diapers help you cope with the, the sensory overload, the, the yeah. social interactions and everything? Yeah. So I don't wear 24 seven, but I'm pretty consistent. Um, but they help make me feel comfortable and more relaxed. Um, like and I confident was confident too, probably. Yeah, yeah. And I was at uh, Cookies. Cookie does a after party for the munches that we just started back up, I guess in March. And I did, couldn't attend the after party, so I went this time, and it was really fun. I didn't take my jeans off at the time. I was a little afraid because it was my first time going to the after party. But yeah, like it made me real confident to be in a whole bunch, like with a whole bunch of people that, you know, were displaying them in this apartment. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel a lot better. Like, so the next time we do the after party, like, I'm not going to keep my pants on. Like, people, like, they're just wearing a t shirt. Show it off. Yeah, I think I feel comfortable now knowing what kind of goes on. Um, and that's the other thing, big thing with Asperger's for me is, you know, the first time is not always the easiest, but like if I can feel my way through it the first time, um, the second time is usually a lot better. And like, can, I can judge 
I can judge things better when, when I've done it at least once before. I totally resonate with that. You know, you know, going to an event for the first time, it's like sensory overload. You don't know what to do, you know, yeah. but when you, when you do it over and over again, you know, you kind of get more comfortable. And I, and that's so cool that you know that about yourself, that every time you go to an event, you're like, all right, I've done this before. I'm going to try something new. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody at the munch just this past weekend um, about it. And I said, like, it's hard it's, for me, it's hard to navigate like the real world being autistic. But then I'm like, well, I just then imagine like you have to navigate like the AB world or ABDL world, which is not easy on its like if you, I, guess, I don't know if this word is normal person. I don't think there's any normal person in the world, but like you having to navigate another world, like, so you're navigating two worlds and you have no understanding of either of them. Um, mm -hmm. It gets a lot of overload for me. And I try, I try, like, I try really hard to, to really get used to things and loosen up. So it, it's, it's a good, it's a good place. And I think a, a lot of people should go to their local munches if they can mm -hmm. um, or meet up with somebody. Like I know it's nerve wracking to say, okay, I want to meet up with you, but the ones that people I've met up with in the, the AB world, that's not a munch or that I found online. And I've said, Oh, Hey, do you want to meet up? We've always gone to some kind of bar or restaurant or something um, and got to know each other that way. Um, and then they've been able to come to different things um, that way. So I think that, that helps um but yeah it, it's definitely weird like it's weird trying to navigate two different worlds which one's easier to navigate is it easier <laughs> to navigate being an adult or is it easier to navigate being a baby probably like a baby like i think it it's just i think it it's it's less stressful like the adult world is very stressful uh so i think the ab world is a lot easier to navigate so you've told me that the symbol for autism is the puzzle piece, which I always think is kind of cute because it kind of plays with the whole ABDL theme, right? What, is, what does that mean? What does the puzzle piece mean to you? So I think for the rest of the world that's not ABDL, I think it really is about fitting together the pieces of the autism spectrum because right now there's no – nobody really knows why it's caused and no – it's been already, you know, figured out that it is not caused by like different things that like you eat when you're pregnant or what the mother eats when they're pregnant or does like, it, it's not a, they have ruled out it's not chemical or like food additives or whatever, like whatever everybody was saying they were when first came out that thought, oh, or the vac big thing is vaccinations. Like if the mother mm -hmm. gets vaccination or, um, if the kid gets it, like right now, it was a big thing during COVID, um, getting kids. Oh, vaccinated. right. Getting They're the like, vaccine. Oh, right. like it, 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 your kid is going to have autism or whatever. And I'm like, that's just complete crap. Mm -hmm. Um, like there's no formal scientific proof that getting your child vaccinated or you vaccinated at, when you have a child makes a child have Asperger's or autism. Like that's not how it works. Um, so to me, yeah, it means fitting the puzzle pieces together. It it it's still um, not proven what 
why why autism happens in children like why it why it, it happens like nobody knows um so i'm part of a bunch of a larger international research effort um documenting doing a lot of dna testing so i occasionally are asked to do dna testing uh through saliva and other means to try to figure out like with the genetic part about this so unlocking the genetic code of why this happens mm-hmm. to uh see why um it's i think some people want it to be eliminated but at the same time it's just i don't really want it to be eliminated it's part of who i am it's made right. me who i am um but the plus right. is yeah i think a lot of people yeah it's about fitting the pieces together I think is why they kind of have the puzzle piece it yeah and for me it kind of ties into being an ABDL it's trying to figure trying to piece the puzzle pieces together of why and I why I do what I do and that's even on a grander scale is is you know the why what what puzzle piece goes with this so for me trying to put into all these parts of my life into a puzzle and figuring mm-hmm. out well why does this puzzle piece fit with that one to try to try to gain an understanding um so that's what it means to me i love that i love you're trying to make sense of it all and you brought up that you have a boyfriend was it what is it hard dating while having asperger's yeah that's part of the a lot of people with asperger's i think don't i'm not gonna say they uh, don't need a blanket statement but a lot of us, I think, have troubles finding someone. Um, I didn't find my boyfriend until last year in May. Um, so this year on the 14th of May is our one-year anniversary. So I'm pretty excited oh, wow. about that, that we've gotten a year together. Like, it's pretty... I think yeah, congratulations. Impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's impressive that we got this long. Yeah, I think it would be, but he... My, bar, my partner, boyfriend, whatever I call him, because I call him interchangeably, um, uh-huh. he... Um, he has a brother that has a lot of severe uh, health issues, so he's in a group home. So his brother's nonverbal and stuff. So my boyfriend understands the difficulties because he's had to live them with his brother as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot easier for him. And for being an ABDL person, it wasn't even an issue with him because he's also he's more a DL, I think. I think in the end, he's more a DL. Oh, um, so he's ABDL too. Yeah. So we met online. Like we met on one of the websites. Uh, I think it was diaperboys.com we met each other on. And oh, okay. A lot of the times people with Asperger's have a lot of depression issues and mental health issues, especially like it's just a way of life. And it's really, uh, it's really aggravated for somebody who's an adult who's a male um, than females, according to what the research says. So I um, have a lot of mental health problems and stuff. And he is there, like, he gets it. He gets it all, like, you know, like, he understands my issues um, far better, I think, than a lot of other people. But I was, I had a mental breakdown last May. And that's when I met him. I went online and edited my, where I lived, because I hadn't used the website for so many years. Um, it still said I lived in Toronto because I lived in Toronto for a period of time and I updated it and it, he popped up um, and I just said, oh, that's 
so we started talking and then I said, well, let's go do something. And then that kind of turned into a friendship within like two or three days, like I had asked him out, he would go out with me. So it was pretty quick. But yeah, it for him, it, it helps. Like, I don't, he understands everything. He understands what my problems are in life and, and right. is there to help. So I don't, it's not, he doesn't have to learn a whole lot about it. He knows. Um, right. Wow. You like got the, you got like the golden pot, right? Like he, he has a brother that has, you know, his own issues and then you know he's able to understand you and then he's also a diaper wear i mean i would say you are doing very well in the dating world yeah it was really really interesting uh because up till that point i had dated a bunch of people none of them were abs um and it was really like like a short short stints because it was like they didn't understand the asperger's thing um it's just short-lived things with a couple of people. Um, and then I went for years without anybody. And then I just had this uh, mental breakdown. And somebody said to me, oh, well, when, like, I don't remember what she exactly said, but she's like, it just good things happen, I guess, when you're having a lot of health problems. Like, it, when you feel like it's not going to end, it's usually when something happens. So it was like the crisis that I was having in the storm it just happened that my partner was i found my partner in the middle of the storm that i was having to deal with last may so yeah he's right. it's pretty like yeah and i consider myself lucky and i think a lot of people i think in the dating world in av are very shy to tell people like yeah go, i guess like i don't know i've never had to i've never had to do it but from what i understand from talking to people about the munches and stuff um that they don't tell them until later on and they can find that it's very difficult for them to to find right. someone and it's it's like well it, like you just need to put yourself out online i guess and start dating people i don't know for me it was or, like it wasn't hard like right or just be really honest right i you know yeah, just like, be, be honest, really honest about what you want yeah and i think don't string them along like i don't know don't date somebody for a year and then tell them like I guess don't tell them right away, but also don't drag it out. Like, if you really like the person, uh, I think you just have to be really honest with them. I think if you don't tell them or you try to skirt around it, it's it, it'll be more of an issue for you. So mm-hmm. I just tell people, like, you've got to try it. And that's what I tell people when they, when I find them on Twitter or whatever, and they're from Ontario, especially near Toronto, I'm like, have you ever gone to the munches? And they're like, no. I would, I don't want to go because I'm all alone and I'm like you should just come like like so I've done it a couple times now where I've said to people come I'm going to the restaurant early like meet me at the table or whatever mm-hmm. and so people have come like it was really it's been really good to get people a comfort zone but understand that it's, it's it's not an easy thing and that's what people talk about at the munch oh it's not easy finding somebody and I don't know maybe it's it is a hard, lot of hard work, um, but I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that's so cool that like, you know, you're reaching out to people online and you're saying like, hey, you know, 
you might feel uncomfortable going to this munch, but you know, I have Asperger's. And so like, if I can do it, you yeah, can do that. That's what I tell. That's what I, when I message people and are like, Oh, I don't want to go. Well, I'm like, well, like, and that's what I do. I then, when I come out and say like, well, I have Asperger's and like, just a form of autism. And I have, you know, I, I got kind of give them a gist of an idea of what it is. And I say, well, I, but I go like, I have issues with social situations and I, I go, um so you should you should go too like it's it's not difficult like I was alone at the last munch without my partner so it was mm -hmm. it was really weird for me like I I didn't want to I didn't want to be alone um so Tug was there kind of the guy I met before the last mm -hmm. at the last munch was willing to kind of be with me and sit with me for dinner and stuff so that I didn't feel alone or whatever um see I think people just need to like it's harder for dating, but also don't rush into it with somebody. I think if you're an AB person and you find, and you think you found somebody, um, I, I think definitely not pushing it on them and not, you know, you know, right. not trying to get like pushy, pushy on them. Um, I think you're going to like end up finding that they're just going to resist and be like, get away from me. I don't want to date you. Like, so it's right. kind of a balancing act. And I just, I just happen to find my, partner on a dl chat group like yeah that's that's how i i scrolled through a bunch of photos and found him um and that's super cool that's how it happened so going back to the munches for one second what what like advice could you give to someone that's going to a munch or a meetup and they're going alone what advice could you give them going alone i think I've gone always with my partner, the Toronto Munch, but I think, um, I know I talked to Cookie a lot before the first one in October that we went to. I talked to him a lot and asked a lot of questions about, you know, like, we've never gone to these, like, what do we expect? Like, what, it, I, I asked a lot of questions and he responded to all the questions. Um, so I think asking the questions and if you're going alone, maybe it's telling them that you're alone. Um, Cookie is pretty good with, at our Toronto Munch, um, making sure that people aren't sitting alone or aren't, you know, engaging with somebody. I think they're pretty good at that. Um, that both of the, or I guess I don't know how many organizers there are now, but they're all kind of going around all the time to make sure that people are okay or if they're, they look alone then they're they, they'll find somebody to talk to or whatever they'll ask you to come over so they're they're really cautious about getting people like in with the group um which is great um but yeah i think my advice would be just to talk to the organizer like and say yeah i'm on my own like i've never been to one of these um you know, is there somebody you can suggest that I can sit with, like, or that you might th know that I could hang out with or whatever? Like, but I think even if you go and you just sit at a table alone for the first time, mm -hmm. if you're really nervous, I think, like, at least you've gone, like, at, le at least you've got there. Um, I generally at our Toronto munches, if you sit alone, eventually somebody comes to talk to you um right like it's not like you're segregated in a corner by all means 
No. And I loved what you said. You said, you know, at least you went, right? Like that's an accomplishment in itself. And yeah, so I you think can you need to be, I think you have to like say to yourself, okay, well, I accomplished by just going, like, even exactly. if you just sit on a table by yourself, like at least you got to it. So come the next month and then maybe sit with somebody else. Um, but they're pretty good. They add people to a telegram group and, you know, you can meet other people and ask questions through the group that chat um and it people people are welcoming and and it yeah you just got to find somebody i think when you're there but people like to chat with you and get to know who you are if you're sitting alone so it's not it's not they ignore you right going back to asperger's what would i how would i know to go get diagnosed like what would i be feeling what would i be experiencing that might like tick off a flag in my head like hmm maybe i should go get diagnosed or maybe i need to go talk to a doctor about this it would be like if you have a lot of problems in social situations and if you're uh would maybe tick off the box saying oh there's maybe a problem um people with asperger's syndrome especially have a higher rate of uh which I looked this up recently and I didn't print it off and I probably should have because people ask me this a lot, have a higher rate of suicide, like a, especially in the like male end of it. So a lot of males have a lot of harder time problem with being diagnosed. So there's, and it's, it's interesting. It was mostly males and now it's becoming both males and females that are getting diagnosed. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest tick box would be like, do you have social situation issues? And then I think the other one is, um, do you suffer from a lot of mental health problems? Like I especially do. Um, that's part of what they say is another indicator that you might, like you might have Asperger's or autism spectrum disorder. Um, and that, it, I guess it really, but it really starts with the doctor, like you going in and saying, I. There, you can go online and do a lot of research, I think, um, mm -hmm. and see what, you know, what they say, like, everybody is different. So I think you just have to do a bit of a research and say, like, okay, so I, um, I don't know, I may have yeah, maybe inappropriate in social situations. So, you know, and I do this, but you have to, I think you just have to document what you do, I think, and then go to the doctor and just say like, well, I have social situation issues. For me, another part of it is I think the, is the learning problems that I had in school was also led to them diagnosing me. So it's a number of factors, but um, yeah, right. you can definitely, you can, I would definitely seek a doctor's advice. So the big ones I'm kind of hearing is, you know, if if you feel like you have a harder time in social situations, if if you remember back having a harder time in school, if, yeah. if your if your mental health isn't, you know, probably not great right now, probably go seeking like a doctor or a therapist and just saying like, yeah, hey, I'm having these start. issues and and you know, could you help and, diagnose me? Yeah, cuz they might say, oh, well, you, you actually might not be autistic. Like I've heard, I've had a couple of friends that uh, were pretty sure that they were autistic and they got in to seeing a, a couple of doctors and one turned out, they're like, no, you just have bipolar, like, um, or whatever. So it takes an extremely amount of long time to figure out what you have and how to fix, like not fix it because you can't fix it. 
um it's kind of something you have for life um but to like cope with it yeah to cope with it and learn how to deal with um with right. what you've being handed and it probably makes it easier to like you know when you do go into social situations knowing that when you when you have this feeling of like you know sensory overload you're like oh you know there's nothing wrong with me it's just this condition i have and yeah it's just what i have to work through yeah and so for me having i have a huge problem with overstimulation through like lighting and sound but i work in the theater industry my primary job isn't in the theater industry but i have worked in the theater industry for many many years uh and I have sensory overload and it's, it's just weird. Like going to see shows in New York and stuff. Um, it's weird. Yeah. I walk into a place that has a lot of sensory overload um, to be, totally but I'm totally fine. It's just this weird, weird thing um, about me. Um, I can, I can do that for whatever reason. How interesting. Another question I have for you. If so, let's say someone is recently diagnosed with Asperger's or is diagnosed anywhere on the autis autistic yeah. spectrum. What it, what advice can you give them? Um, I think you should talk. Try to find somebody. I think who has it. Um, I find it interesting always to talk to people who have it. Um, and see, you know, their perspective on questions. Um and their perspective on things and see what they what their ideas are because it's always interesting to hear from somebody somebody else on like what their ideas are so i think seeking out somebody else that has it um would be and it's it's interesting to to meet others and i it's funny like for me i've met a lot of i'm gonna make a blanket statement here which is probably not accurate but it's my research my non-scientific research um mm -hmm. that a lot of the guys in the community have some form of autism or ADHD. in the abdl yeah in the abdl community yeah. okay. i don't know why i've over the years i've met a ton of people are they vocal about are they vocal about their asperger's um i don't think they're how i found them out was that they either posted on their little bios on instagram or twitter that they had it or okay. i posted something about it and then they commented or sent me a message so that's kind of where i make my blanket statement that most guys in the community have it because there's like hundreds of them that i i know now through through the internet do you think that's important to put in your bios or when you're interacting with someone to to tell another person? I think it helps. It, it helps people because people may not know what it is, so they're going to ask mm -hmm. you. But if it's somebody like me who's scrolling by and you're and if you had it on your bio, I'd be like, oh, look, there's Newsy has Asperger's or autism or mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. Oh, well, I've got it too. So I at least I know that he... Like he has it, so I can message him. There was somebody on Twitter, I believe it was, or Instagram recently that I follow, and he made a post because this month's Autism Awareness Month. And so he posted a post about it. And I just, I commented back saying, Oh, hey, you have it too. I have it. Like, 
And then it was like, oh, okay. And then there was a bunch of other people that commented after, oh, I have it too, or whatever. So it was interesting to then get a response to get a bunch of other people. So it kind of, I think it may help some people like that see these comments that say, hey, I have it or whatever. So that may, they can reach out. And I've had a couple of people reach out that way. Um, right. That say, oh, I saw you commenting on somebody else's like Twitter image, Twitter post or Instagram post saying you have it like well I have it too so it's it I think it gives a confidence to someone like to to have it on there so that right you know if they have a question or a bad day or something or want advice they can reach out um you know and it it I think it makes some people feel that they're less alone like right I would suspect that too so there's there's like a little like message saying you know don't like don't worry like i have it too <laughs> like um but yeah right. it's you're, a not really a, good you're, thing. Not alone. you're not alone um which is a good thing to let other people know like to tell somebody you're like you're, and i think it's a little sign that you can message like message me or message somebody that might and just you can always ask questions like right so they they don't they don't feel like and that's my big thing, I think, coming on when I originally sent you a message last year when I when I was after the, I think I was probably after when uh, the Toronto Munch was on, I was like, oh, well, I want to go on and talk about this because I think it's an important part and people in the community need to hear about it. So having right. somebody come on and talk about it. And I think also the other thing is to mention it's all of this, I think, is my perspective. So you mm. like the people listening may not agree with what my like my comments about the AB and ABDL community and having Asperger's. They're not, I don't mm-hmm. everybody's gonna agree with me, but uh, like I'm on here talking about it. So that's like I'm a very blunt person. So uh, I was talking with somebody about this yesterday. So like I like if they're gonna complain about it, what I've mentioned today. I don't care. You didn't come onto a podcast and talk about it. Like, that's what my mentality was that like, because he asked me that he's like, well, what are you going to do if people start messaging you and stuff about why you're on? And I'm like, well, they didn't have the courage to get up here and talk about it. Like, so like, whatever. Um, like, well, I just, I just, Right. Well, I just want to say that, you know, I, when you messaged me and you said you wanted to talk about it, I was like, you know, I don't know anything about Asperger's and the fact that you're coming to me and saying, like, I want to talk about it. I thought that was so cool. So I just want to say thank you for messaging me. And I hope people I hope people learn a lot from this. I think I'm hoping that's my goal. But, yeah, I I, I'm hoping people understand something from it uh, that, you know, we're, we're we're both crazy um we're all crazy like in some way or another like mm-hmm. doesn't matter what what way you're crazy like uh my boyfriend and i and i probably have to change somewhat how to say this my boyfriend has a tagline about it's we're both pretty blank up is and i'm not going to say what it the word i'm skipping but anyways you can infer for what that means and that's our kind of our like tagline for our relationship like we're we're both pretty like effed up like that's kind of like our our motto like i guess 
um, to remind ourselves that we're not like we both get it. We both get each other's problems. Like we both right. have problems. Like just not one of us. We both of us have it. Um, so I think people just need to take away like if people are not you know there's no nobody's normal I guess like in the world like we all have our things so I think I would like people to take the time to to meet people and kind of get an idea of who they are before just tossing them aside and be like oh look they're just weird like we're all weird like there's nothing normal about that's what I say to people a lot I'm like there's no you're not normal. There's what is the word? What is normal? Like what? Right. What is normal? What is normal? Like, there's no nobody has normal. Um, so yeah, I want people to take away the fact that, you know, get, like, you can you can you can be different. I think everybody needs to be different. Like, right. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Be and you. Like, be and yeah, and ask quite like if you have a question about somebody, um, like ask them. Like, uh, I know I have a couple of friends that have disabilities that require them to be in wheelchairs and stuff. And it they get really annoyed if you were walk, to walk up with them on the street. Um, and I, they're like, one's an electric wheel, wheelchair. And so we go out sometimes. He lives in Toronto. Um, and, you know, somebody comes up to, to me to ask a question or especially at like, I don't know, like Starbucks or wherever. And people mm -hmm. ask me what he wants. Like he gets really annoyed and I get really annoyed. It's like, just because any wheelchair doesn't mean like he can't talk to you. Like, uh, right. Ask him the question. Don't ask, ask other ask, people around. Ask, yeah. So I think that goes with everything. Like, don't be afraid to ask the question. Like, and I don't, I feel like big thing with me is like, don't like, like walk around the question. Like, Ask right, it. just ask it. Just ask right. the question. I don't care if it's politically incorrect the way that you're stating it. Just ask the question. Like, at least you're asking the question. Like, and not right. trying to try to hide the question. Like, ask it. It. We're all human. We all want to learn something. So that's what I want people to take away from is to ask the question and and make sure that they understand it. I love that. I love like, that just just understand the quiet like yeah okay i give you an answer and you may not agree with it but you've asked the question so even if you just take take the answer like that's what people should do is just be to have a, a whole huge open mind about things don't be so close-minded like about it so that's what i want people to take away from it i love it well thank you dash for coming to newsy right. snook no, you're very welcome. Ha! It's no secret that I'm a mega soaker. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the soaker? And then I found North Shore's Mega Maxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours! I know! And they come in a variety of colors like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says. Be dry. Be confident. Be you.
Thank you, Dash, for sharing your story. Dash tells me a lot of places have local support groups for parents and kids. For more information on autism and ways you can donate, I will have links in the show notes. And if you have a topic you would like to talk about or have an event you want to get the word out about, please DM me on Instagram or Twitter. You can find me on both platforms as NewsyBaby. All right, kiddos, I am leaking all over the place. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Hey, do you know how to read? I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.